What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We're halfway through Golden Bachelor. We're almost halfway through Bachelor in Paradise. Gotta check in with my good friend, Jared Freed. Hi, Jared. Such a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You sound so low energy. I'm low energy. I don't believe you. This is the most low. This is, this is where, yeah. Monday after a weekend of like, I just love college football season, you know, NFL football season. Like, I love... Did you go to the Penn State game over the weekend? No, I watched. So I was in Philadelphia. I did shows in Philadelphia Friday night and then just stayed the weekend in Philly. And I watched Penn State from, like, a Penn State bar. You know, I I hadn't done that in forever. you were in Pennsylvania. Right. And then Sunday, watched all the games, took a train back uh, later later in the night. And... You know, you start doing the thing, you know, when the doctor's like, how many drinks do you consume over the course of a week? And you do like the, you know, you start counting on your hands. You start, you know, take out the mm-hmm. abacus and you're like, wow, that was a man. Too many. I, I don't want to ever do math again on that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, because it was a game in Ohio or is it in Pennsylvania? It was, at it was Ohio, Penn State, Ohio State. At Ohio State. I'm a, oh, okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm. I'm famously anti-James Franklin. I've never really been a fan. Uh, but it's like it's my one like college football take that I just like love bathing in. Like I like I want Penn State to hire Deion Sanders 
more than anything I want in my entire life. Like I, <laughs> I like love Deion Sanders so much. I think James Franklin is you're a nineties kid. Of right. Course. Right. He speaks to me. Like I, 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 James Franklin, I think is like a marketeer. Like he's a better t-shirt maker. That's the coach. That's the coach of Penn State. He's like he's just like a slogan guy. Like I'm sure he's a great recruiter. It seems as though he's a, a great recruiter. He sounds like he could be the bachelor slogan guy who has a connection to football. Who's this? Um, anyone who's a slogan guy with a connection to football could be the bachelor. Right, right, right. <laughs> they they <laughs> they would know how to like have an influencer career post bachelor. James is just he's the worst offensive play caller ever. And I just sit there. And I'm like, not even, I don't know anything about the team. I just know this one thing. And so they lost last weekend. And then, you know, I do, I don't, I'm just, I guess I'm low, not from that game, but just from like. I'm just calling you out. Yeah. I always start our podcast that way. I don't know why. It's okay. I, I, I'm one to be called out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, well, I'm like, you know, it's like, I'm like a big, like I have an opinion on everything. So it's like, I, I you know, and loud opinion. Like I went on the radio and I just talked about, I, I actually, I want to ask you this question. What, okay. what do you think of, um ravioli as a dinner order wow <laughs> um, you didn't think i was gonna okay. go hard like this <laughs> you didn't think you know I, so, i'm sorry so here's the thing i fucking love ravioli i have it at home frequently it's a great weeknight easy meal a lot of good frozen options mm. it's always there for you i like high end i like low end and boy, can you spend a lot here in new york if you go to like an italian deli like russo's and sons or you russo brothers whatever it's called you can spend a lot. Citarella has awesome ravioli in their cold case section. I love ravioli. It's a great, cheap weeknight home meal with a lovely Pomodoro. At a restaurant, it is never a good deal. Always hungry. Juliet. And and it's always a very heavy cream sauce. This is why we got along immediately. <laughs> That's the correct answer. You just gave, you just gave, like I give the Penn State screaming idiot answer to it. You just gave the Northwestern well-versed <laughs> like like opinion that that's it. You you nailed it. Like and and it's also nuanced, you know, like I Thank you. Um, you actually it, you make me feel better right now. Like I feel good hearing you say Aww. it as as well spoken as as well put as you just did it because I you know, I'm talking about I'm like I went on the radio morning radio in Philly and I'm like you pigs water <laughs> Why were you talking about this on the radio in Philly? I was, they were like, what do you want to talk about? I was like, I want to talk about how ravioli is a stupid order at a restaurant. And just because I say it's it, a stupid order doesn't mean I don't think it's delicious in, in the way you put it. So like, it's both delicious and not economical. Like you never, yeah. I, I, and it's never split as an app unless you're in, you know, Missouri, St. Louis getting toasted raviolis. That's a different story. I was going to say like at a state fair in the Midwest. Right. Yeah. Like they, but it's never like eight bucks on a side menu. It's always 35 in the main courses. And yeah, and it's like in a heavy cream sauce. Right. At Italian restaurants, also um, like stuffed pasta is delicious. But like I really like will feel hungover afterwards from it. I'm at the That's age where too. food hangovers are like harder to get over than alcohol hangovers. And the liquid EV IV age. Really? An alcohol hangover, I can move on from more quickly. A food hangover, on the other hand, very hard. That That's... A wild take. I, 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 I guess my bathroom <laughs> habits, like if, if something like I know when I get involved in a meal, yeah, I'm taking like, this too far. I know. I'm sorry. I, I not to make, <laughs> not to get into toilet talk, but I, what is this bachelor in paradise? Uh, so, <laughs> bachelor, that, that, that was fun until it wasn't. 
That was never fun. You didn't think that it was, was ever fun? I, never. I, I, I like no. that they brought... The doctor was a fun character. I like that they put him in the opening credits as if he had like a story arc on the show. I thought that was kind of actor cute. or doctor. I thought he was a doctor. I I, I didn't think he was an. Actor. I I I fell for it then. You know, like I. <laughs> what? Is, okay, we're off topic because of me. I'm sorry. What do you, What fine. do you think of the two shows? How do you think of them? I, I would love to hear what you think. How do you think of them as back to back? Like. As an appetite, let's back to back. Like the way they've done it, do you think it was good or bad? I was scrolling through Hulu Hulu this morning. I was finishing watching Colleen Rooney, the wag, the real wag at the story. Do you know about that? No, what's that? Oh my god, you're so behind. <laughs> Check out Jam Session on Ringer Dish. Okay. It's um the story of how Wayne Rooney's wag, Colleen Rooney, exposed Jamie Vardy's wag, Rebecca Vardy, as leaking Colleen Rooney's personal information to the Sun, and then they had a legal battle. It's really You've honestly been missing out for the last five years. This is the soccer player who got the hair plugs, right? That's correct. Wayne Rooney. Yeah, yes, yeah, fa- yeah. Okay. Famous ha- hair plug man. Did you watch Beckham on Netflix? No, I just, I've only seen the one scene oh. where she Oh my God. Tries... It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's such an incredible pick-me-up. You're going to love it. If you love Deion Sanders, you're going to love Beckham. Really? It's pure pop culture nostalgia with a lot of sports. Like, Jared, this is perfect okay. for you, but also, like, for everyone. It's so well done. I've only seen... I, I was, you've 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 convinced me. I'll watch it, you know, tonight, I guess. I The one scene of her saying that we grew up, like, not well off, and then he's like... And then he's like, nope, say nope, it, say tell it. them, yeah. tell and them. And it's like, yeah. you, can't, you, you can't say that and have a Rolls Royce. He's, like, totally correct. I just love that scene so much. The whole thing is really good. It's really... Really good. All right, I'm in. Okay. I've, I don't even remember what you were asking me. Oh, back to back. Third, what do you think of Thursday? What do you think of back to back? What do you think of the order? That's my, yes. my question. I was scrolling through Hulu this morning, watching part three of the Colleen Rooney story. And it brought me to, I guess Hulu has recently introduced like top 15 on Hulu. Oh. And I was shocked to see on Monday morning, The Bachelor in Paradise was number one. Um, number two was Kardashian's. Uh, I think Golden Bachelor was three or four. And I feel like Golden Bachelor has had all the buzz. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just wondering, are people catching up on Bachelor in Paradise later? They just get, they just are like, oh, I'll come back to it. I think that back to back is too much. I don't watch them back to back personally. So I I can't give you an authentic answer on that. But I, I think the way that like Shonda Rhimes used to own ABC on Thursday nights by having like three shows in a row or whatever, I'm sure that's what they were going for. Of like, it's Bachelor Night on ABC, but I don't really think it's working. I think that the gulf between Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise as concepts is so great that they don't really make sense together. It's not like you're watching, you know, two variations of the same show or the same thing. It's not like you're having, you know, white chocolate and milk chocolate. Right. You're having totally different experiences. So I, I don't think they work well together. I think that in some ways, Bachelor uh, Golden Bachelor is like an existential crisis for the Bachelor franchise because it's really different. Like, it's it's like total yeah. same, same, but different, but same, same, but different. Like, totally different experience. And so it's kind of confusing. It's almost like weird to talk about that on the same podcast. But then on the other hand, like, is there an appetite for like separate Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise uh, pods? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, we're doing it. We're, we're <laughs> the, the Bachelor is, we split up. The, oh, you are? The recaps we split up because I just couldn't do it. I'm with you. They're different shows. It's completely different. I think The Golden Bachelor makes Bachelor in Paradise kind of look bad if you were to watch them in a row. Like, Agreed. I, I've been so happy with The Golden Bachelor experience. 
And it's and it starts with being only an hour. Absolutely. Like I, 100%. It starts with that. Yeah, because you get to the rose ceremony and you're like, really? Already? Right. And you're like, okay. I got everything I needed. I got the wacky. I got the sentimental, you know, I got yeah. the drama. And now we're, you know, the, it, it makes you go. And again, like the length of it outs the Bachelor the in Paradise. That you get yeah, the fat the of, the, yeah. of the next show. And it also outs the that third dimension, the fourth wall of like, we're here for other reasons. Like, the Golden Bachelor has yeah. none of that. They they specifically are there for partnership. Now, I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's interesting to see some of the women, it seems they are there for partnership, no matter who it is, not just because it's Gary. Uh, I think that's like a fun thing to like look at. But I also think that's like the the tragic, but also like heartwarming part. Like I really believe every woman got their 80 for Brady out of the show. Like. They got their <laughs> Thelma and Louise adventure moment that they... Do you know how Thelma and Louise ends, my friend? Driving off a cliff to their own death. That's correct. I, listen, <laughs> death might be around the corner for some of these people, and that would be sad. <laughs> I'm just saying they got their adventure. Like, And when I go to my parents' place in Boca, which is like unavoidable to think about when I watch the show... Of course, yeah. I talk to a lot of my parents' friends about their, their dating life, strangely. All right. I'm glad you brought this yeah. up. My colleague Jody Walker and I talked about this. And the like just the idea of thinking about all these people at a retirement mm -hmm. community or whatever. What's the sex vibe like at your parents' retirement community? There's an undertone. It's not um <laughs> not an overtone. Not an just overtone. An undertone. There's, there's a current of of <laughs> sexes mentioned. It's you don't hear about sex isn't talked about. It's I guess it's classier than our generation and below, you know, but you, you know, dating is talked about meeting someone, fixing people up. Um, like I've heard some stories of people acting wildly, but like not in the way where it's like mass on at a key party, you know, wrinkle fest. Oh nine. It's not that <laughs> <laughs> like, it's more like they, you know, in their community, there's a bar and like people are drinking and having a good time at the bar. And there's people saying who looks good, who's looking great, you know, and like they're all kind Walk of home or golf cart home. After golf, the night cart, at the bar. golf cart. That is I mean, Sorry. the golf cart. Sorry. Culture. I've never been to one of these places, so I, I don't know. It is so fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I like legit love it. And I sounds like camp. Yeah, it's totally good. like camp. It's totally like and then uh, as far as the bachelor's concerned, like when you hear like what people are looking for at that age. They're they're not like I need a husband. I need kids. Like that, it, it's interesting to see when that's out of the picture. They're really looking for like an energetic, fun person. And all yeah. of these women have been put on display to be both energetic and fun. So like I do think they're going to have the children of or the people reach out to them. I think they're going to be reached out to on Facebook more than they could have imagined. Like April, if if whose daughter isn't reaching out to April right now for their dad. Like, she's fun. I feel like Joan is top pick Joan, of women sure. who don't win. Joan, Joan's beautiful. Nancy. Nancy. April's a little bit too too kooky. I feel like April is is for the retirement community key parties. Also, it's based on Never Have I Ever. <laughs> Seems like she's down for whatever, right. which I support, obviously. I want to go back to something you said, though. You said there's something like a little bit tragic about it. Why do you like tragic in what sense? I'm curious. Tragic that people could be lonely at that age. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's the sad part that it's hard. That might be hard for someone I to think watch. Probably most people are lonely at that age. If I don't know. I feel like loneliness is is the pervasive 
feeling of 21st century life, but maybe that's just too dark. No, different podcast. I was literally about to say that you're 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 nailing it. Like we think we're connected and we're not like it's like there's a junk food element to the connections we feel with people online and over text and it's not satiated. And yeah. I think that's been highlighted. In, and sometimes I hear from, like, my mom will say things that I'm like, that's the most honest thing I've ever heard. You know, like, she'll be scrolling mm-hmm. on Facebook and she'll be like, I don't know. I just don't like how this feels. You know, like, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's something I would never say because I, you know, know people know that and I don't need to say that. It's like from the mouth of right. babes a little bit. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I thought you were going to say, at first I thought you meant, like, it was tragic that, like, these people are like willing to like like the just settle for something fun. No, but I'm just like, is that actually like a way healthier view of a relationship in some ways? If you're not gonna have kids, like if kids aren't a part of it, and like whatever, like shouldn't j- just be fun and like and meaning like deep connection. Like if you feel right. like you really like get each other or whatever. Oh I ha- no, that's the 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 best part. That's the most heartwarming part of the sh- this show is that yeah. these people took a chance. They left. Like I sometimes see comments on my stuff of the most miserable people alive, like hating on these people for going on a show like this. And I'm like, Mm. you're an idiot. Like, I just think less of you as a person. You're the negative. You're the problem. I'm like proud to like, when I see my mom do something genuinely new, I'm like, wow. Like I'm impressed by her. Yes. Yeah. So I'm impressed by everyone on this show, like to go on it. Um, I do like making fun of them. I think it's fun to joke about. Oh, I love Kathy and I love that she's mean. Like love, 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 love. Thank <laughs> you. Was... We need someone to be mean. I'm, I'm going right. to miss her. I'm, I'm going to miss her. She will be very missed. Kathy was fantastic. Kathy was. I still can't repeat the you're asking, we're talent. <laughs> Isn't it? We're asking your talent. I don't get it. It made no sense. It was the most <laughs> mom thing because she then took pride in it. Like it was like the smartest, most fun thing. And they, I'm sure all her on all the hens of asking cackled about it and it was like it was really the dumbest thing I've ever seen but I love yeah I'm with you like and and then just zip it like I haven't seen a zip it since fifth grade Mrs. Fragus like I like my fifth grade teacher like it was Judge Judy-ish it was like it was phenomenal and and also you could see her insecurity playing out on screen like she is she even said it early on I don't know if you caught it like this idea that like Teresa's little like and how important that is to women to Did I catch it? Oh, you <laughs> My favorite my favorite part of the show is when she was saying how small her clothes are. Right. Because I, I had said it the week before. I was like, her clothes she is wearing, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, her clothes are tiny. <laughs> it's it was like it, it, there's nostalgia in it, like this idea that you can be openly competitive with someone just because they're little. You know, like it like nowadays that might be like seen as like body shaming. Body sh- yeah, anti something, but it was just so genuine. And yeah, Kathy's been wonderful. I, I will miss her as well. One thing you and I talked a lot about before the show started was like what the dates would be like. Mm. What have you thought about aspects of The Bachelor that have made it into the show? Like the ATVs and and the bunk beds and just like what the dates are. Like, how how have you enjoyed I it? I think it's great. I, I don't think they've pandered to, you know, it, it, I think what has changed most of all is my view. Like, I knew my parents were 67, 65 or whatever, but mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't like say that out loud, you know? Like, I, <laughs> you know, you look at these people, they are all my, our parents' ages. They're younger. I mean, they're older than your parents, but a lot of them. A lot of them are older, but like, they all look like my parents' friends. Like, yeah. so like, I'm like, 
oh, the view of what is what a 70 year old is in 2023 in the same way the view of what we are as 38, 37 in 2023 is, is, is I don't think they would be as open to changing their mindset on it as I am now open to being like, yeah, you can make a 70 year old climb a bunk bed. Like, you know, like it's going to be funny. <laughs> it's going to be awkward. I, you know, like the, the, the fact that they did the hot tub. I mean, how about the reveal that Gary has a lion tattoo? Giant tattoo. I mean, this guy. Yeah. So I've been getting two pieces of feedback based on my pods. Mm. One is a lot of theories about the tattoo. Okay. And then the other I wanted to bring to you with great joy, which is that people say that Ellen is as wonderful as she seems on TV. Like many people have been like, yes, she was my teacher in Long Island. I love her. She's wonderful, which is just great. I've heard this too. And now she lives in Delray and mm-hmm. her opening onto the show, like you're crying in 10 minutes. Like Roberta, Roberta yeah. we and made Roberta it. Died. And then Roberta passed. I think Roberta's daughter reached out to me to, and I didn't know what to, oh, wow. but she wasn't like, like I like talked on my live stream about like, wow, if you're not crying right now, I, I wasn't being mean. I, I didn't even joke about it, but like, she was like, that's my mom. And then I like went and like looked and you could see like, you know, but there's nothing to not like about the Eleanor Berta thing. It's really sweet. And you start if you think about it, it makes total sense. They shared the show in the way that we share the show and the way that anyone listening shares the show. They watch it together. They probably, you know, discussed it the way we discuss it. And to see that was the moment where I like was, you know, turned on to the idea of like the Thelma and Louise, the 80 for Brady, because like. Mm-hmm. You have Roberta who's like shoving her out the door as it seems. This is the way I see it. And then her being like, not sure in the way I'm sure everyone on the show wasn't sure. And then she goes and like, she's living this for them, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what we're getting at that like makes this feel so different than the rest of the Bachelor franchise is there's no, there's not really fantasy involved in, mm-hmm. in this. And what's so like clarifying and what I think people are re- like, really responding to is that it's actually like a kind of unseen picture of adult life on TV in a way where it's like, these are people who are just like, they're like, I'm in, I'm as my dad would say, I'm in the fourth quarter. I'm just going to go for it. Right. And he doesn't say, I just, he refers to being in the fourth quarter. <laughs> a lot. And I, um, I think that's just not something you see that much. Like people talk about a lot, how old Congress and like everyone in government is. But like in a way of like, get these fuck, get these people out of here. At least the people I'm right, around, everyone. Right. It's, it's p- party neutral. It's just like everyone's old in Congress and the presidency. It's actually not a fantasy. It's like aspirational, but they're not invested in this like, I don't know, this could be marriage or like, what's next for you guys? Like, it's just sort of like, this is it. There doesn't have to be a next. Th- it's like finding each other right now is it. This could be pickleball is really what it right. is. And I, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> it's also, yeah. Also, I was going to mention, based on what you're saying, you're right. I, when Gary first made out with Teresa, like that first episode, I was like, I've never seen seven-year-olds make out. I know. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Don't you feel like growing up, I feel like life ended at 40. It was just right. sort of like, you get to 40 and you're fucked. You're just like, well, now what? That's what it is. It's it's in stone. It's, yeah. And yeah. it's, it's um. would you want to see Millennial Bachelor? Like, would you want to see? Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I had an idea for Achy Bachelor. I feel like everyone I know who's our age is like, oh my God, I have to stretch every day or like all this shit. And like, oh, I'm old. But I don't know if I necessarily want millennial, but like 50-year-old Bachelor, I'd love to see. Like 
someone who's specifically looking to like blend families, like someone who's like, my kids are like seven and 10 or whatever it is. Right. Or maybe kids aren't involved. But yeah, I do think this like opens up the idea of there should be different kinds of dating shows. But this is gets back to my point with the existential crisis is like, what do you do now? Like, we're just going to go back to Joey. I, 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 by the way, I'm excited about Joey. I like him. Really? But you didn't think see him on that last episode as like the pickleball pro. And yeah, you were, I I, no, but I'm saying you didn't see him and think like, oh, no. Like, I, I was like, oh, he, I, he was dimmed compared to Gary. Like, Gary is like, you know, vivacious is, on there. They fucking struck gold. I can't believe right. they found this man. I can't. I cannot believe it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'd love, I look forward to meeting his family. I assume we will at some point more than in his intro package. I think that Joey's haircut is so successful that I'm like willing to give him a chance. I've heard that from other people. But yeah, it's like, I've already felt, I've like felt like we were at like a tide shift in reality TV and you can kind of see it all around the landscape. Like on the challenge, they're actively trying to like bring in a new era by like this new season that starts this week is battle for a new champion. And like, you have to like get past the old guard to win. Okay. But Bachelor is like, you know, in, in this new era. I think that also like even a show like Survivor that's like always good has like casting problems right now. Two people have quit the season of Survivor. They get to tribal council and like, I'm good. I, I'm ready to go home. Why'd they go? Why'd they, what was it? It's a failure of casting. It's like really bad that that happened in my opinion. Yeah. It makes me like angry at the show. It's still entertaining, but like, it's weird because also reality TV is getting so much attention right now because of the strikes. There's no new unscripted mm. so or no new scripted. Uh, but it's just a weird moment. Like people know what to do on TV. They've, you know, the people who are going on reality TV now, like, you know, let's say you're 20 and you're like going on Love Island or you're 25 and you're going on The Bachelor. There was never a time in your life where like The Bachelor wasn't on. So, right. well, I, we just had Sean, we just had Sean from Bachelor in Paradise. Double Denim Ken? We had Double Denim Ken on Bachelor and he was very nice. But like when I asked him, like, because he seemed like he was after followers, like it felt like, and he had worked at Barstool, like it felt like he was very aware more, more than most. And, you know, our generation, it was kind of embarrassing to go on these shows. Like everyone looked down on it. Right. And also like the idea of like, like you think you're going to get a job after this one? Right. Good luck. Right. And he was, <laughs> <laughs> zooming in from his job that he got back. Like he got a new whole new job after going. Remember when on. he said he he quit his job? He lost his job to go on the show. He did. <laughs> he he lost it. They told him you better be back. And then he left it. They let he <laughs> went back and then he left it to go on paradise. So he and he said he made this distinction that was like interesting. He was like, he's like, why wouldn't I go? He goes, more people get drafted into the NBA than go on The Bachelor. And I was like, like this idea of like how special it was to get this opportunity to have this happen. I was like, I guess when you put it that way, I'm like, yeah. While that math may be correct, <laughs> going, making it to the NBA is um, incredibly difficult. Right. And the number, while yes, if he's just saying that pool of humans that could be on <laughs> The Bachelor is huge and I got to be on it. Like, yes, it is, a, I suppose, a statistically correct statement the port the percentage of humans that go on the bachelor proportional to the pool of people that could is certainly much smaller than the number of people men who play basketball <laughs> right. who make it on into the nba sure fine he has no skills that i'm aware of that make him good to, for this other than like being an exhibitionist so i really quibble at that I, Sean. Listen, I, <laughs> it's so funny how 
My reaction was, ooh, ooh, and it made you mad. I was like, I like this guy. I like the cut of this guy's gym. And you're like, this is the most infuriating thing I've ever heard. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I just thought it was interesting how like positive he was about going on. And it wasn't about marriage. Or it wasn't about even a relationship. He wanted to meet the dudes. It was about making friends and networking. You're like, well, that contributes to my theory that everyone who goes on has never had a friend before and they like need new friends. That's fair. You ever meet someone who their only friends are from like five years ago and you're like, what happened? Yeah, I wouldn't date someone like that. I'm, I'm the same way. I once dated someone like that, didn't realize it till too late, then realized why that had happened. Yeah, I mean, as, as someone who's, you know, still texting her friends when she was from when she was seven right. and nine, I'm just like, well, what have you been doing your whole life? Right. When, <laughs> you're, we are two people who use the phrase camp friends. So, um, yeah. so <laughs> what... <laughs> Would you so let's say a, a producer came to you and was like, Juliet, we will surround the show around your lifetime and make it, and you get approval of every profile in the way you would get approval of a dating app profile. Would you do the show? Mm -hmm. Me personally? Yeah. You're the main character. No. Never? No, I wouldn't. No. Why not? I don't want to go on TV. Do you, would you do it? Probably not. Why not? I'll give you my reasons, but you go first. The amount of pressure I feel from to like go to the next step without a TV show going on around me mm. um, is is uh, is already there. <laughs> Low energy Jared's here to tell you he's feeling a lot of pressure. <laughs> L.E.J. over here. This is a really deep episode. I should get you more often when you're um, hungover. Uh, catch me on a Monday. That's when I really, you know. That's when it gets out of you. juicy. Yeah. Feelings. What about you? Why wouldn't you do it? You know, I'm engaged in a project right now. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm engaged. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, enga I'm, en I'm engaged in a work project uh -huh. that requires me to listen back to my own podcast, which is not something I do often. And I find it torturous. I'm just like, God, why does anyone want to listen to this? I say the same thing over and over. I like find it unbearable, um, but I'm pushing through. And I can't imagine like having to like see myself on television. Like I fret over every image of me on Instagram, every story that lasts for 24 hours or less. I can't imagine being subject to like actual TV cameras mm. and like a lot of people commenting on me, people like myself commenting on me. I say that knowing that it sounds hypocritical, but like this is why I won't go on TV. So that doesn't happen to me. And also moreover, like I, I got a pretty good thing going on. I've got a good job. I've got a good life. I love New York. I don't want to live elsewhere. No one's asking you to part. live elsewhere. Like, These are all moot points. I, But I'm just like happy with how things are going for the most part. Okay. So I don't need to go on TV. I'm not looking for a hard break from what I've got going on. I understand everything you said about the looks part. I mean, I as someone who went on The Tonight Show and had to like get fitted in a new suit and then they do close-ups mm -hmm. and you have to hear every word over and over. I, I just went, last week was like the most... It, it 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 was like stomach punch after stomach punch, you know, like just even getting sent. Here's a clip, and you're like, "Ugh, this is what I look like yeah. to people," you know. I know. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's totally horrible. And yeah, just even like listening to my like being enmeshed Voice. in my own thoughts, listening back to my own podcast, like torture. Especially so, when you want to put out good stuff. Did you watch your own special before it went up? Yeah, it was horrific. I couldn't because that's the other thing is like, and what you're probably going through right now is like. When it's done, it's done. When it when it's out there, it's in ink. You know, there's no, you know, like I think the fun of like a podcast is like it always feels like we can evolve these opinions. 
Um, and the fun of stand up is that too. It's like a puzzle to like work out for me. And there's just like a new one tomorrow, you know? Right. It's like, well, move on. We're doing this. My lovely producer Ashley will, will edit it and it'll go up and then on to the next. Right. See you well, on Thursday for two new episodes of <laughs> an episode of Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Very millennial of us too, like being afraid of like being held to, like, I think this is a millennial um, condition. condition. Yeah. The, the idea of like, there it is. There's my project. Judge me. You know, like, um, you're like, no, I can make it better. We're, we're a certain type of perfectionist, you know, like. I do like to think that when I'm, um, you know, Ellen's age, if I'm if I'm not married or in seeking companionship, I like to think that when I get to that age, I'll be w- more willing to just throw caution to the wind. And be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why that's like an aspiration for me in 30 years right. versus now. <laughs> you could do that now. 20 years do that today. Yeah. I, what's the prior? Are you not allowed to talk about the project? Is that. I'm not ready to announce okay. it now. I'll tell you offline. All right. Coming in 2024. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. What did you think of Bachelor in Paradise up to this? I This is, I guess, annoying. I've already watched the next episode. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. I loved it. So if you had asked me before, I may have had a different opinion. I'm going to try to channel myself from, from a few hours Well, that ago. makes me feel um, better. I'm not like... I'm not jazzed up. I love the truth box. I like the truth box. It's like a. F- I think part of the problem is like the people who are really good on the show, we didn't see it all in The Bachelor. So the kind of like, again, it's like an existential crisis. Like if Olivia is so entertaining, find a way to keep her on The Bachelor. Like if Olivia, if like, I don't know, if Peter or John Henry, if all the girls are going crazy for John Henry, keep him on TV longer. I am a John Henry fan. I get it. I don't it. think he's got I, a lot to say. I think there's a reason he goes underwater for work. He's part of the submersible community right. like James Cameron. <laughs> Quiet bunt. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He's really into echolocation. Right. Just kidding. Uh, I think he's like an underwater welder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine him in like a metal suit underwater, which doesn't make any sense. Like he's not wearing that underwater. Did you know that? He's wearing like a scuba suit. Did you know that's like the, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world? Underwater welder? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a job. I well... Mean. How closely did you follow the uh, missing submersible a few months ago? Not very. The minute it got into like people making fun of people for dying, like I was just like, 
I because they hated rich people. I was like, I'm, I'm going to back away from. I'm a James Cameron follower. Yeah, like I, I follow everything James Cameron does, and he's really big in the underwater community. Uh-huh. And <laughs> yes, as a I result, this. <laughs> this is like one of those things you know, as someone who grew up in like late '90s, early yeah. 2000s, you just there was like a lot made of James Cameron loves underwater. Like that's all I know. I just yeah. I mean, have you seen Avatar one or two? I saw one. I tried to watch two. Couldn't do it. Did you see it in theaters? Did you try one in theaters? theaters? Two, I heard. You got to go. I, yeah, right. you can't watch that. There's no point watching it at home. The whole thing is it's like a vibe. I, it's like being in. It's like being in one of those planetarium movies for three hours. It's awesome. I, I honestly had a great time. There's so many issues with James Cameron and the Avatar movies. Like they're highly problematic. Isn't it Pocahontas? But like, I think there's some more cultural appropriation that's like even worse than okay. that. Uh, but the graphics are like really impressive. And I, it was a good movie theater experience. Right. Anyway, John Henry is the belle of the ball. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup yesterday. So I think that's like a problem. I, I guess also like the there was a tipping point where the challenge became a lot more fun than real world and road rules. There, there was a time where the paradise was also like way more fun than bachelor and bachelorette i don't know if i feel the way anymore in some ways i like i'm like paradise feels a little bit too predictable because of like the social media aspect and like so for example even and kylie i know they claim they've only had like their their emoji interaction before being on the beach but they knew about each other and then mercedes and tyler they clearly talked before the show there's no way like those two people just Mm. hit it off that quickly especially when she also barely got to be on tv so I just feel like they're like social media has like really been a problem for this franchise. Well, I think that uh, yeah, maybe I said it on this show with you is like we should have access to their list. They always talk yeah. about oh, who did you come here wanting to be with? Like it should be on the screen with them every single like every yeah. single time they're shown. It should be like coming in. They should submit their list. They should submit how much they've talked to these people. Like the Kylie thing. The thing about Kylie that was interesting, and I don't know if you caught on to this, but she's post... It, it kind of showed the way men are attracted, like how dumb we are with attraction <laughs> in social media. Because Kylie... Every guy mentioned Kylie. Every yeah, guy. Everyone. And Kylie, like... And then you go to her Instagram and you're like, and me, dumb idiot guy, is like, yeah, I can totally understand why this person... <laughs> was memorable to literally everyone who came on the beach. They're like, this chick's coming? Holy shit. You know? Especially because I don't think she had a great showing on the show. Like, she was, like, annoying and, like, kind of awkward. I I, I like her. Yeah. She was fine on the show. I remember I remember her and Mercedes were close on the show. They, like, they had one moment that I'll remember as them doing the booty shaking. The, the ass twerking. Mm, yeah. That twerking? was, like, the... They were, like, showing each other how to shake an ass again dumb idiot man this is all i remember like i yeah her i'm just looking at her instagram as i talk to you it's it's a lot it's like very classic thought which yes. is that a phrase anyone uses anymore i don't know i i i, I would use does. i would use the same exact word though like i think like and i think <laughs> i say that in a loving way like she's doing a great job and but also like I, k k york city who's my co-host on bachelor she was like this person knows exactly what they're doing they're doing a lot of like editing so to speak i was like this should tell right, you about the tuning and smoothing right and, and if you're yeah. out there doing that just know no man knows or cares you know like <laughs> <laughs> well 
she delivers in real life, clearly. She doesn't edit it that much. Clearly, but I also think it is interesting to me that like these men, it does they saw one version. As long as it's close, it doesn't matter. Men are dumb. Yeah. I I because she's not like overly <laughs> sexual. She's not overly flirty. You know, I I Well, it's because she's not talking to anyone. She's just her and Avon are sitting quietly on a daybed. But Avon came on just like, this is it, done. You know, like, yeah. and you, probably your point of like they've talked before, but they claim they didn't. He's so hot. He's good. It's ridiculous. He's got height too, underrated height. He's just a ridiculously handsome man. But his personality's so boring. He's given us nothing. Who's given anything? Literally nothing. Who's who's mm, double denim? Double denim can. He's given a lot. Will a lot of tears. He's given us that. <laughs> Will falling in the. That is the funniest. I I I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Him falling in the in the I mean, just the idea that they're going to have this romantic date in a pool. They have a table set up in the pool and like they have to get to the pool. So they show them getting to the pool and for him to fall off the chair. And then they're like, like and then he's just wet for the rest of the night. Just wet. It's like the most hilarious. Like they didn't even put him in a sandals T-shirt that you would find in like the lobby. Like they could have no towel, which is funny. The second you said sandals, I just thought of Michael Scott. That's such a thing that would happen to Michael Scott. There's an episode too. where he falls in the koi pond. Right. That, that's literally. <laughs> and he goes to Sandals, Jamaica. Yes. And he comes back with the one braid. It was an <laughs> office moment. Like, it was so funny. Like, it really was. And I loved also, it. like, him trying to push through and still be like a romantic sexual guy is so funny. To I me. love him. I like really, really like he him. He seems very genuine. And, and he had that moment where they threw the jacket in the water during his season. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. And but like and he got very emotional about it. And I was like, this guy's like, there's something off. But like now it like makes more sense. There may still be something off. But we just know more about him and like him. Right. More. Like it's off in a less horrific way to me. It's just like off. And I have a friend who's a little bit more emotional than the than the rest. I don't know. I, sure. I, I him. <laughs> I'll never think of him any other way than falling into a pool and then trying to continue the day. Of course. It's an all-time moment. Also, the fact that he didn't use that as a reason to, like, disrobe. That he wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to be on this date and be naked now because I'm all wet. Right. Which, like, some guys would do. Yeah, take off your shirt. They would be, like, shirtless, especially he's got a good body. Like, you know, like, why wouldn't he <laughs> just go shirtless? He was just half wet. He didn't know what to do. He was, right. like, frozen. He was, like, uh, like, like his whole body froze. He was just, like, fuck. Well, if, if I, it probably was the highlight of the season. What do you think about Kat? As a man, what do you think about Kat? She's, as a not gorgeous man, okay, okay. she is angry. She's the type of person that I could, that I would be able to tell that she has nothing to gain from me right away because she would look over my head right away. Okay. I was going to ask, why is the fact that you've deemed yourself not gorgeous relevant to this? But now I understand. Do you know why. what I mean? Like, I think she, to me, Kat is the person who like gets out of college and is like, I'm getting married and getting my house in the suburbs no matter what fucking happens. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to apologize for that, which I don't think anyone should apologize for that if that's what you aspire towards. Yeah, if that's what you want. That's okay. But the way she kind of operates or the way they're showing her uses people. Yeah. And it does seem like they, she's done it to both male and female. She did it to Sarah. Definitely. Um, where she like kind of didn't care that Sarah had like a pre-exist or had said she liked someone. Sarah? No, Je Jess, 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 Sparkly Jess. Jess kind of looks like a Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So Sparkly Jess, she kind of like 
was ready to step over her, who they're supposedly friends. She dropped Brayden and then like, I don't know how this whole thing of like, you have to go talk to the person to be okay with them. Like, I guess that would be like polite. There's no politeness with her. I, I And then the way she was just, again, I, I have a special called 37 and single. So like her being like Aaron S, that's why you're 34 and single. Like to me, that just showed me her worldview. Like mm-hmm. in a relationship successful, in out of a relationship unsuccessful. What did you think? Like she's probably like Golden Bachelor. Ew. Like why are those right. people? She would be the person in the comment section being like, this is embarrassing for them. And I'd be like, um, no. Have you watched Love is Blind this season with Izzy? Mm-mm. I've heard it's messy. I liked it. It's an unpopular opinion, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. It is messy. At the end, Izzy's fiance says no to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's why you're 33 and single. Like, you can try to get with a rich guy who's older, but blah, 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 or whatever. And it's just like... It's such a hacky okay. response. It's just, yeah. It's just trying to, like, diminish this woman, who he's mad at in the moment, understandably so. But she said... She said no. Apparently he was warned. But um, it, anyway, it's low hanging fruit. Like, it's just like, yeah, you, you think that's going to bother someone. That's why you say it. you don't even believe in it. You know, it's also like, yeah, it's like a voicing the most unimaginative, unnuanced, like societal appraisal of a single woman at 33. So right. it's sort of like it's just like, yeah, it's, it's very hacky and hackneyed, as you said. But it's, it comes up. I only I mentioned it because it's very similar to what Kat does. But. Yeah, that's why also those are the people who go on these shows because like they're like right back 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 to you asking like if we would go on these shows. No, because they don't think that way. That's why we make fun of these people. Right. I, I guess like how do you do it differently? Like how do you do Golden Bachelor? But like how do you trans? Does the Golden Bachelor only work because kids are out of the picture? Like you know they all have adult children if they have children, so that's not like they don't have to blend families. They're just purely looking for someone to play pickleball with. Like, that's how it comes off. So, like, could you repeat that in other generations? Could you do Gen X Bachelor? Could you do Millennial Bachelor? And then, like, I guess Gen Z is what we're getting right now, you know? Yeah, we're getting Gen Z. So, I think another another part of Golden Bachelor is that Gary, to his credit, like, immediately sniffed out the women who were just like there for attention and got rid of them. Like Matt James's mom. Like right. she was gone night one and Barb, Barb Weber's friend. Like those two women would have taken the show in a different direction mm-hmm. because I think they just like were much more looking for like the fame and the spotlight. And I think their social media has reflected that. Did you get that vibe from them? I, 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 I yeah. did. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cause in my opinion, yeah. I was like the, the Matt James thing. I was like, Oh, maybe we wanted that more than she wanted that. I, I didn't. I didn't want it. Right. I didn't. I didn't I, 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 we meaning like the Bachelor Nation, I right. guess. So I think that he also has been drawn to these sort of like very relatable women, like very, very relatable. Mm-hmm. Like you feels like, you know, Ellen could have been any of our health teachers right. or whatever. So I, I think that's part of it. But I also just think that like reality TV is not second nature or like not like a fact of life mm-hmm. for these women. They had a lot of life beforehand. And so they're not necessarily like acting a certain way as like this is the means to an end or this is like a part of society or something. But, you know, maybe on the flip side with someone like Double Denim Ken and then people who come after him, like maybe because reality TV will be so commonplace, like it won't feel like a big deal anymore. So maybe people will just do like be more normal on it or something. That's the thing is like you just lose genuinely like 
people that you want to root for. That's why Golden Bachelor is fun is because you can root for a lot of people. Right. And Susan you is lose a that. rootable character. Yes, definitely. Susan, Sandra, Ellen. Right. I'm not so into Leslie, but I think someone could root for Leslie. Like Joan, who didn't like her. Like all these women are really sweet. Teresa, even though she's like... Teresa's tougher, <laughs> tough to root for. I, I don't know. But she's not evil. No, she's unaware. Just like she's like... A narcissist. Re- yes, yeah. that's... That's a, that's that's the more clinical way to put it. I've been saying that she's a she's aloof in the most mom annoying aloof way. Like it does feel like she would brag about her kids getting into the AP class while uh, to her friends whose kids are all addicts and in rehab. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 Like, she thinks she's the only one in town. Yeah. She's the only one having this experience. She doesn't right. like. <laughs> she doesn't ha- have empathy or sympathy. I can't remember which one, but. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting watching Joey's season after this. But also, like, people are just watching The Bachelor less. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know where it's all going, Jared. Where's it all going to go? I don't know. I You've made me excited that Bachelor in Paradise has, like, a turn that's fun. What did you think of Hannah showing up? Didn't need it. I was disappointed that they called her the Taylor Swift of Bachelor Nation. I was like, let's do better. I mean, they they reacted to her as if Taylor Swift had shown up. I mean, like that was no. Rachel's reaction to her. To me, the that's the interesting part is watching Rachel on this show. Rachel, who had vilified everyone she's ever dated in Bachelor Universe. And you're kind of seeing that she seemingly is after the other thing. The fame? The fame. I think it's kind of sad seeing Tyler have no interest in her when she's kind of interested in him. You think and she's interested her in even at the very beginning? She had turned down Tyler, so I thought they had this like I know, but then I think she was like open to rekindling, and then I think he just like friend zoned her. Mm. And then her, I haven't seen her and Avon interact, so I kind of find the Rachel of it all just like sad. Callie and I went over like all the L's she's taken on this show, so <laughs> I hope she finds happiness. I don't know. It seems like she's having a good time. Seemingly, I think her and Brayden. Like, it seemed like, I don't know, like, I guess she doesn't know that Brayden comes out of this with a certain type of celebrity. So, like, it's not like she knew that on this beach. So Does he? I, You know, he's the most memorable from that season to me. Oh, yeah. I, I have to say, I don't like Brayden's personality or his speaking voice, <laughs> but I do find him very attractive. So <laughs> if he's if he's mute. And he's just playing football on the beach. That's all. I, then I'm like, OK, I'm into it. He does do the <laughs> annoying thing when he's like doing a voice where it's like, it's like a whiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voices are not for me. <laughs> oh, man. He I do think he is acting honestly, though. Like, it does seem like he is yeah. in a way that like him and I probably wouldn't be a fun hang. Like, I don't think he like he would talk about things that I wouldn't have any interest in. Outside of Cat. I think everyone I like more than when they were on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. What did you think of Cat? I found Dumb- Double Denim Ken pretty annoying. Well, Other than him, though. He was very nice on the podcast. He, he definitely, he's very, he's like ultra aware of what's mm-hmm. going on in, in a way that I don't think all of them are. Right. What's his job that he got back? Sales. It was some sort of sales thing that like okay. sends him on the road a lot. Uh, he owns a house okay. in Tampa, which was the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow. Homeowner. Tell Homeowner. Kat, like, she'd be into that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, Kat, the thing is, she just seemed like she would play the victim while like also like not trying at all to see anyone else's side is such an infuriating quality to me. 
Like to be like, the world is coming after me and to not even understand. There's like nothing redeeming about her. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe anyone likes her. Honestly, like the fact, the fact that Kylie likes her, I'm like, does she still? Because she's really a pill. She's rough to be around. I mean, after her yelling at the, on her off camera, whatever, I don't know. I'm like, if it's an act, then that's the only way people could like her. She's got to be wasted for that. Oof. Yeah, it was, it was a tough watch. That was, that was. Seems like there's a lot more drinking all of a sudden. What do you think of Wells' role in this show? Like, why would he still be there? I'm just, I'm anti-Wells. Just in general. I'm sorry, Wells. I'm anti. Really? Um, there was someone who I thought would be a better, someone from the show. I was like, oh, they should be the, forget. I was watching. I was like, they'd be a really good bartender. But I don't think he serves any purpose. Like, I also don't think that, like, people really know who he is anymore. He was on The Bachelorette, like, so long ago. I think he was on JoJo's season, maybe. Right. It's been a while. So, like, let's let's refresh this role. Right. And let's th- move on. The role was, like, kind of created for him, I guess. And then, but he's, like, he now even looks older than Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesse's the best. I love Jesse. Jesse, I mean. <gasps> Every Saturday, I think of him. I'm just like, what's this guy up to? Where is he in the world? Is he getting his college football? I need to know. He's gotten so much better as a college football person, too. Have you watched him? I think he seems like a genuinely great guy. I, like, honestly love him. So I'll I'll say this. This is kind of embarrassing. I thought today's interview that we had with Sean from The Bachelor was going to be with Jesse. And I was so excited. <laughs> and I didn't find out until the z- z- his Zoom page came on. Because I thought, like, the name uh, Sean was, like, Jesse's assistant. So, mm. like, it was on the invite with Sean. And I was like, Sean must be a name holder. Like, it's the assistant whose email they're using so that we don't use Jesse's. And then we go to start. And I literally hit my Zoom recorder to, like, record. And I go, we're ready to record with Jesse Palmer. And then Sean showed up. And I was like, I was so disappointed. I was so excited to talk to Jesse about playing for Steve Spurrier and walking on the West Side Highway. Like ball coach. I had so many things. When I've interviewed Jesse, I often don't really want to talk to him about The Bachelor, but I want to like talk about him. And he's like so happy to talk about sports and like being Canadian. He loves being Canadian? Yeah. Well, his dad played in the CFL. Like I went and researched him. I didn't know... (laughs) His mom. I looked up his wife. She's absolutely stunning. She's like a beautiful woman. Her name's Emily. She's pregnant. I've seen them walking on the West Side Highway with their dog. Nothing is mm. more shocking at, than how wide Jesse Palmer is. He is a big dude. Oh, I believe dude. it. His shoulders. I believe it. I was, also, she's small. But for like a yeah. football quarterback, I don't know. I was like, do you watch College Game Day? Mm, not that much. I I saw Pat McAfee like talking about how like nobody likes him, but he like thinks like happy to have the experience or something. I don't know. I used to love that show. It's my favorite show on television. Like I used to watch it religiously. I can't. They've done. It's it's the ultimate. It's to me. It's so. It reminds me of The Bachelor. The Bachelor is mm. playing prevent defense. They just want to hold onto this cash cow forever. And they never make any, they never tinker with it because they don't want to like ruin their base. You and I get excited at the truth box, you know, because we're like, wow, they did something (laughs) Something different. Something different. And it's like college game day, the same thing. Like this show was such a fantastic show. They got Lee Lee Corso. I don't know if he needs the money, but like, I I don't know why they don't. And I do understand like, you retire and then you die to some people. There are some people that live that way. So maybe Lee is that way. But 
the McAfee thing is just such, it's such a misread on the people who like this show. It's such, right. it's such a misread. Like I like the show. I, and I'm like, McAfee should have been a correspondent in the crowd, which I know he's too big to do. The fact that they haven't reached out to Steve Spurrier to be on that show, or maybe they have, and I just don't know this. I'm like, I'm just so disappointed at the lack of chance taking and creativity. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's college game day and the bats think, are going the same exact prevent defense direction to me. Well, I think an interesting thing about college game day is that I think college football is really hard to cover. And it's a really fractured audience. People care about their team and their conference. Mm-hmm. And like then they care about I mean, it's also changing now because of realignment, right. basically crazy shifting in college football. But I think it's hard to make a national show, is my point, because I don't think there's, like, national interest. So they probably were just like, eh, let's just keep going with it. But I've always thought that was the problem with ESPN. They just sort of, like, go so hard on one idea. They, like, they like turn it into dust. And then right. you're just like, where was this thing that used to be good? But it's pretty fitting that we've started and ended this podcast with talking about college football because <laughs> it was not the purpose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 no. I like hearing your opinion on things, so... Well, that's uh, nice. You can ask me about ravioli anytime. I knew you'd like that conversation. Absolutely. For more Jared Freed, check out The Bachelor and the J Train podcast and 37 and Single on Netflix. Can can I can I read off some dates? Is that okay? People on the road, I get I get people from this podcast all the time. They love this show. I'm always happy when I meet them. I'm in Syracuse this weekend. They told me five tickets were sold for the late show. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to Syracuse to do a show for five people. So if anyone's in Syracuse, uh, D.C., Baltimore, Toledo, Dania Beach, Florida, which... Is that how you say it? Dania? uh, Apparently. It's somewhere between Fort Lauderdale and Boca, but I'm there for Thanksgiving weekend. So if people are going to Florida to, like, visit family in a retirement community, I'll be there to, like... And also the whole show, my whole new hour is about family. So... It's all about my mom and dad and my relationship. It's all about going to the beach with them and vacation with them and being 38 and, you know, having to deal with them. So it's all about that. And people have like brought their parents and like, it is such a pleasure to just see like all these kids like hitting their dad being like, he's talking about you, you fucking idiot. Like, it's like a, like, I don't know if you have that relationship with your family, you'll enjoy Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, Albany. San Diego, Madison, Wisconsin, New York. I'm doing an NYC oh show. I yeah, my I'm filled up. Uh, Boston, Toronto. You're booked out until when? Chicago, San we Francisco. Now? We're now in March. Minneapolis. Jesus Christ. Uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, Detroit, uh, Denver. So uh, yeah. Are you rich with all these dates? What the hell? Well, not in Syracuse. I'm going to be paying them to do the show. I think. Um, okay. I went to a Gerard Carmichael show last week and he said his second show was also not sold out. Well, yeah, he has. I, I don't think he. How was it? Um, Good. I really liked it. OK. Um, On that note, thank you, Jared Freed. Thank you, Ashley Smith, for producing this podcast. Callie and I will be back on Thursday evening to talk about Bachelor at Paradise and Golden Bachelor. Jared, it's always an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.